What is up, guys? It is Taylor Dior Rumble. And Maisie Smith-Walters. And you're listening to Messy Planet, where we discuss pop culture, politics, and all the pettiness in between. It's been about a month since we last spoke. Yeah, I went on holiday, come back, and it's been two weeks since I've been back, nearly. So we've dropped the ball on this one again. And a lot of shit has, has gone down. A lot yeah. of shit from Weinstein to everything else that followed after that. Still going on. That's it's still, still going, going on. on. And it's just been a hot mess. But so, like, we're not going to go over the whole Weinstein thing because I think it's just been not an overkill, but you get updates right every single day. And I don't feel like we should go into that. But some new allegations came up yesterday concerning a favourite of ours, a yeah. former favourite of ours, Ed Westwick from the iconic TV show Gossip Girl. Like, I'm so disappointed. Oh yeah, he's been accused of rape by um, an actress. Yeah. Um, She's not relatively famous. I didn't know who she was before this. Yeah, I don't think anyone really did, but she like wrote about it on um, Instagram, like posted a series of screenshots. And Facebook, I think. A very detailed account yeah. of like how he... Um, allegedly raped her and he denied it like what an hour after she posted it it was something like that there had already been loads of stories I think it was longer than an hour um, but then he literally said that he didn't know her yeah which is a very massive statement yeah. like to, to make like if you say you don't remember her or you know her but this never happened not like done a Kev- Kevin Spacey I don't know if this happened but oh, I apologise no and oh. then and then you come out the closet. But we yeah. won't talk about yeah. Kevin. It's about Ed that's today. A, that's a touchy subject. Let's not talk it, about it's Kevin. It's about Ed today. Unlike the film, we don't need to talk about Kevin. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we decided to talk about Ed because it's it sounds like a bit of a cop-out only talking about Ed, but he's it's it's made this situation, I think, a bit weirder for us because this is someone that we watched when we were younger yeah this is like the first kind of celebrity where i have that kind of connection like as a fan yeah. like i appreciate like um like how talented kevin spacey is and stuff like that but it, it still wasn't it, it didn't touch me like the way bill cosby touched other like our parents and stuff like that i would refrain from using the phrase touch okay the way bill cosby affected like like people who grew up watching the show yeah. so for us like we grew up watching gossip girl and I can't look at the show in the same way anymore because of this. Yeah, like I've been a fan of Ed Westwick, you know, Chalet Girl. Iconic. A classic Should film. Should have got an Oscar, I'm just saying. You know, Romeo and Juliet wasn't that good. White Gold on BBC is actually quite funny. And season two was, was I don't know if it's filming, out, but it was it's around the corner. Um, He's got new Snatch. And he's got like a bunch of projects going on, <clears throat> like... I know he's got a new kind of film or show with like BBC Two. Yeah, I think so. And they tweeted about it yesterday, like advertising yeah, it. It was really bad. It. it was really bad. Really um, bad timing. <laughs> yeah, it was quite bad. Um, and even his character, like if you're familiar with Gossip Girl, you'll know that his character Chuck Bass is a lech. In the first episode, he attempts to rape someone and people were like citing this. Like, you know, the kiss on the lips party. Jenny. That's what I thought that was the second episode. No, the but he's no, he tried to rape Serena. Remember, he in assaulted her in the kitchen. To, well, he tried to touch her, he didn't like 
Did he assault her? No, well, no, he started kissing her on the neck and she pushed him off her. So oh, okay. I'd call that an assault. Yeah, that and is And then assault. he tried to rape, rape Jenny. Jenny on the roof of the party. Do you know what? Yeah. Chuck, Ed, I defended your character. Even with all that stupidity. She, she did. Like, I, I would defend your character. Am I saying Chuck Bass is trash? He is trash. But to be fair, everyone in that TV show is trash especially him but i didn't really think that life would imitate art yeah i didn't think that after playing a character that is that disgusting from the get-go yeah and even though he has this like arc where he becomes a better person and he's redeemed and all of that yeah kind of stuff. he's still a disgusting character the, the things that he does how you could do that in your real life like you know how like i know it's not real but you from your characters if you're a good enough actor and the person you're acting with is a good enough actor. You should feel realistic but that even you're then, making this person feel like that. Even then, you shouldn't have to play a rapist to know it's a bad thing. Yeah, it's true. You shouldn't have to. It's just a nor- like it's a human thing to yeah. know that you shouldn't do those things. And even like whilst these are just like allegations, and like police in LA are like investigating the allegation as well. Like I feel like there's no smoke without fire, and like a lot of people, which is which is quite concerning. When it kind of broke out that this hap- like this alleged rape happened, a lot of people were debating on Twitter on whether like this girl was lying or telling the truth, and people were calling her like a flat out liar straight away. But people are only doing this because they fancy Ed Westwick, which is twisted. Yeah, that's not okay. So you can't do that. You cannot do that. I do get in the age of social media, people can be vilified instantly, but when it's something as serious as rape, like you can't like. The repercussions to that girl, if she was lying, would would be so great. And she has nothing, really and truly, she has nothing to gain. And then some people were like, oh, well, this will make her famous. Um, who wants to be famous for being raped by an actor? No one. No one wants to take that kind... I don't feel like any kind of producer would want to take on that kind of baggage when casting for a film. It sounds horrible, but I can imagine a, a producer fe- or a casting director feeling that way. But they are allegations. And having that at this press point. surrounding your upcoming project or whatever. So yeah. I, I don't think she done this for fame. I don't know what kind of fame you'd want with this kind of news. It's just it's a messy situation. I feel like after Harvey Weinstein, this is gonna be going on till at least the end of this year, if not next year. Like probably the, oh, ne- yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, of definitely. next year. It will all every little thing about Hollywood will come out now. But I think that's a good thing because the women that came out about Harvey Weinstein have given courage to other women. And across all industries, music, the media and like, you know, newspapers and stuff like that, mass media organizations everywhere. All these disgusting creeps are getting outed and it's like it's needed. Yeah, people shouldn't be scared. I know people are scared and it's it's horrible to think that... um, like I was talking about this the other day. Like I feel so far removed from Hollywood because that's not our lives. Mm. And you, it's hard to think that, you know, rape, sexual assault, harassment are just things that people accepted. Yeah. Because that's not what we would accept in our lives. Yeah. So why should they have to accept it? And now it's starting, it's taken a while, but this is just like a personal thing for me. It's taken a while for me to actually realise that these are like... Not that these are women, but this is actually happening. Like when and they're I first, real people. They're yeah. not like these untouchable like goddesses that you just see on the red carpet and that are all glammed up. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, this is real shit. And it's, it's horrible. Yeah. 
Like I don't, I can't even ima- like begin to think like what these women have gone through. Yeah, and you just get disillusioned with like, all the all the like film premieres and ad campaigns and press tours. It's like, oh yeah, this is actually the dream. But it's like, no, Harvey in his heyday would make or break your career based yeah. on whether you'd sleep with him or not. And that is disgusting. absolutely disgusting. Like um, Lupita Nyong'o's um, account of it for the New York Times was horrible. And there was a part where she said, and Cara Delevingne said something similar, um, Lupita started giving Harvey a massage yeah. in the hotel room to kind of distract him from... Yeah. I don't know, raping her, and then Cara Delevingne like thought to sing in front of him, yeah, to distract. And I was kind of thinking, what kind of damsel in distress movie shit is this? This is something you'd see in a film. It sounds very childlike, yeah, and it's that's really it's creepy. So sad. It's really sad. Um, you know, until you know, LAPD investigate at these claims made by the actress. What's her name again? Sorry, Christina Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. Christina Cohen, till they, you know, investigate allegations. They just are allegations at this point. It's difficult because I feel like allegations will, will still break your career, but loads of men in Hollywood have been accused of things. And, I mean, Woody Allen is there still a highly acclaimed prison. director. There are people that have been in prison. Victor Salva, the director of Jeepers Creepers franchise, literally raped a child, was in prison for it, and since has made the Jeepers Creepers franchise since coming out of prison. Oh my gosh, that makes the film like 50 million times creepier. I love the first film. I, it was the first horror film that I first was... First one is a classic. I was so scared of it. I couldn't watch it. But then as I got older, I, I, I enjoyed it more because I was so scared of it. But now I'll, like, I'll never be able it to watch it. Way. And it sounds selfish, but all of this like you know rumors coming out of the woodworks it's just ruining everything for everyone <laughs> everyone's fave is problematic now cuz ed i i was so i was so surprised when that all came out yesterday i was just like no fucking way not you too it's because he's just a bit of a nondescript actor if yeah. you hadn't watched gossip girl you wouldn't know who he is yeah. if you hadn't got kids that watch gossip girl you wouldn't know who he is so you this might be the first time you're actually hearing of ed, ed westwick and now he's a rapist according to the world yeah according to these allegations yeah it is just crazy but we will post some uh, links to women's pages and sexual assault pages if anyone wants to read up about some stuff so we're talking about vogue british vogue edward edinfall this is your expertise so i'll let you take it away taylor so yesterday he debuted the cover of his first edition of british vogue it's a december issue and it stars Adwa Aboa, who looks so beautiful. I really love, like, the main image and the cover lines and how it's all positioned. And it really gives me that kind of, like, vintage 70s kind of vibes. Um, I think it was shot by Stephen Meisel. And I think she's wearing Simone Rocha. But she just looks great. I just, I just love the cover. It sounds like an exciting issue, like, the content. Like, Zadie Smith has written something for it. Um, Steve McQueen. Skepta's featured in it. I think Naomi Campbell is interviewing um, Sadiq Khan. It's just a very (laughs) London-centric. But British, it's still British. Yeah, British. London is in Britain, if you didn't know. Yeah, (laughs) so it just just sounds so exciting. And, um, like, so far, the press that he's been doing, like, about it, 
you know, he's talking a lot about um, diversity and how much he wants to increase that in vogue, not just in yeah. race, but gender, politics, religion, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I watched um, his interview on BBC News last night, which was Tuesday night. Mm. Um, he was talking to the arts editor. And I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that Vogue actually on the news before now. Maybe for like the... 100th issue yeah. when Kate was on the cover. Kate Middleton. But I rarely saw Alexandra Shulman on the news. Mm. Um, so this seems like a good start. Uh, but I, when I was watching it, um, you haven't seen it, have you? The interview. Mm-mm. So I did kind of get a little bit of shade coming from Edward Enninful, which is understandable. You're going to shade your predecessor because, you know. That's... She shaded him first. <laughs> well, that's what the... That's what people do, in, especially the fashion industry. From what I hear, it's very, uh, you know, dog eat dog. Hella bitchy. So um, I nearly said doggy dog then. I was like, <laughs> that's not the phrase. It's dog eat dog. Um, Yeah, he said, you know, we're try like you said, trying to increase the diversity, maybe seeing models that aren't, don't look ill, <laughs> which was the last line. And it just cut off. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Strong, that's a strong message to end on which is good it's a good message but also he was like shading Alexander Shulman's use of models that might not portray a healthy figure yeah which the whole fashion industry has come under fire for not only her you know Anna Wintour in American Vogue she uses Kendall Jenner and Gigi Hadid who are very slim so everyone does it Um, but no I'm excited to see you know a gay black man at the helm of what is essentially a middle-class white woman's Bible. And what really <laughs> bothers me is everyone's saying, oh, great, now a man is telling a woman what to wear. Like, uh, uh, Please fuck off. Some of the biggest designers in the world are men. Like The majority the of The majority them are of men. the biggest designers in the world are men. French, British, American, like, let's just start there. So if you're only getting angry about this now, you've never been interested in fashion, so just get out right now. The people that are saying that are probably wearing a Michael Kors bag. (laughs) He's called Michael. No, but I was reading the Financial Times interview with Edward and there were comments underneath and someone wrote that and I was just like, oh, please get the fuck out of here. Like, if that is your biggest concern, then you've got a very large battle with the fashion industry. He is a man, that is correct, but he's a minority. And also, not even that, but he, okay, yes he's a man but he respects and values women his whole career has been centered around clothes and editorials that make women feel amazing and that inspire loads of women that read w and id and stuff like that so what is your point that that point sounds quite sexist any any decision or any you know change people are gonna moan yeah Exactly. Like so many people have been moaning already. And it's just like, especially like, um, like, okay, I get long time readers of Vogue. Yeah. But I feel like unless you're like disillusioned with the fact that it's British Vogue and blah, 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 you can't lie that it was just a dead magazine. Like to me, it's always been dead. I only bought it for like kind of important issues. Yeah. So like sometimes the September one, but literally just whoever was on the cover. So I like, would mainly buy it for the cover interview. Yes. Yeah, so like Rihanna and Beyonce, I definitely got those two issues because it was a black woman. Jordan Dunn's cover definitely bought. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like the content was just lacking, mediocre of luster. And so, and I'm so excited that that he's gonna be you know, shaking things up a bit. And um, 
a lot of people, including Alexandra Shulman, were like quite concerned of his like CV because most of his work has been like creative, like yeah. styling and you know styling editorials, and not necessarily journalism. But I don't see how your love and passion for fashion in such a creative way can't filter down into the writing as well. Like it, it will. Let's be real. If you go, if you read Vogue for the journalism, what are you doing? Yeah, because it's <laughs> it's a fashion magazine first of all. Yeah. that happens to include journalism. Yeah, like there have probably been so many great pieces in there. Yeah, definitely. But people go there for the editorials and how it looks, and his career is like sparkling in terms of that. So I think he'll do a great job. Mm-hmm. And I love to see, as a minority, I love to see another minority in a position of power. It sounds like I'm going to be obvious about it. But I want to see people that, you know, look that I... It helps me look up to people that have been in my position. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's a completely fair thing to say because that was another thing that's really been pissing me off about this whole thing as well. Not only comments like under articles, but just in general, like oh, Condé Nast just want to tick a diversity box in. It's like, it's so much more than that. Like in terms yeah. of like coming from like young black creatives, seeing someone in that kind of position of great power and influence it is, is phenomenal because, you know, for the most part, white people are used to seeing that kind of stuff. You're used to seeing people who look like you, who probably have the same name as you in those positions. Yeah. We're not. And like this is this is such a big deal. The fact that he he has all, like this power and has the power to make positive change. Yeah. And that's the thing. Not even just oh maybe we'll see more black <coughs> models. Maybe we'll get more black writers. But like, you know, we'll just get different perspectives in terms of like just like society. It's about refreshing thought. the content as well. Exactly. Like if and the and the whole culture. The fact that he's a black gay man is a bonus, but. I think it needed someone new anyway. Yeah, Not, 100%. I think Alexandra Shulman, was, she was obviously a good editor. She did it for 25 years. It's only been going for 100 years. She's been there a quarter of that. So that's good. Like, mm-hmm. she did good. Like, she got... Um, Kate Middleton. Kate Middleton. Cover. I was like, do we call her Kate Middleton? Duchess of... Old Catherine. She got her on the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <The 100th> <laughs> she, <laughs> she got her on the cover. You know, she did look very pretty on that cover you know that's a memorable thing you buy that and you'd keep it like for the next 25 years whatever she did that and i really enjoyed the documentary she did with the bbc i really i really did enjoy it because no one knows what goes on in there yeah and then you watch this and this like you saw the friction between her and anna wintour with the whole rihanna cover thing and that was so interesting but we were talking about this earlier like now that there's not that female versus female thing, maybe the two like publications can just run in harmony. And that's so sad because obviously no one re- un- apart from Anna and Alexandra know the ins and outs of that relationship. Yeah. But I do have a feeling it's probably because they were just like two women who just rubbed each other the wrong way. And that's sad to yeah. think that two women in powerful positions can't just get along. But I mean... As much as I want to, you know, sing Kumbaya and stuff like that, bitchiness is so real in yeah, every workplace between women. So let's not even act like it doesn't exist. You know, like you've got Vogue America and British Vogue. Like, of course they're going to argue. Yeah. America and Britain have been arguing since Britain founded America. <laughs> <laughs> we <Yeah>. went there. <laughs> I said it. I said it. We found you. No, I'm joking. We didn't <laughs> find you. Um, but, you know, they're going to fight. 
And you know, she put up a good she put up a good fight as far as I know. I mean She was there for twenty five years. Anna Wintour could have got rid of her if she really wanted to. That's true, but you know what? Bon Alexandra. You know, your time's done. Edward is here and I'm excited and I'm here for it and I'm ready. And I cannot wait to get my copy on Friday. Like, I'm just so here for it. Um, but also, hold on for a second. Speaking of Vogue, so much drama. There's more. So much drama in like the, the print world. Teen Vogue is closing down and I'm so yes. pissed off. I'm so annoyed. They're shutting down the print magazine and they're going to move it to online. Okay. Yes, it's a smart move because most millennials don't like paper. Yeah, millennials <laughs> are going to be online. Whatever, whatever. But I'm thinking, like, what? This, I mean, it feels like a step back, but I get, I know what they mean. But cutting back on staff and stuff like that, just when they started doing some amazing work, like politically yeah. and socially, like they were doing more work than actual publications that are supposed to write about this every single day. People were saying they, Condé Nast should have got rid of brides. Now, my, myself, I'm not a bride. Not likely to be one anytime soon. Even so I'm not a fan of it. I but like, I assume a lot of people get married, so they want to keep that. Yeah, but look how many... Okay, yeah, it is, it's just another way to make money, to be honest. But more people are so more likely to get married than kids are to buy a magazine. It's not even that. There's so many bridal magazines out, like, out there outside of Condé Nast. Yeah. But I guess if you still want to make... If that's still lucrative, then obviously you won't shut it down. I feel like W should have been moved online years ago. And a fashion blogger, if you don't know of him, a really big one called Brian Boy, said this as well. And I'm just like, yes. I feel like W should have gone online because I can't... I've never bought a copy. I don't know anyone who buys a copy. My only reference to W is in Gossip Girl. Yeah, the is that, is that is that that? Yeah, but Edward was also the creative director for W. Oh, okay. He produced some amazing stuff there. I'm not snubbing that at all, but I just feel like it could have done with going online years ago. Yeah. But, but um, Teen Vogue's last uh, print edition is going to be edited by Hillary Clinton. Has been edited. Like, it's, it's, it's done. It's done. The cover's out. It looks dope. And I think it's a fitting so- way to end it. That is like, I just tweeted as well. Like, that is the best mic drop to Condé Nast ever. Yeah. Like, that is crazy. And I'm sure, like, Hillary was more than happy to do something like that and engage with young women. But hats off to Elaine Welteroth, who totally, like, (laughs) revolutionised Teen Vogue for what we now know as its last couple of years running. Like, she totally changed it. She was the youngest appointed editor ever in, like, Condé Nast history. And sis did a good job like i just wish that miss vogue which is the uk's version oh my gosh i just wish it was a bit better it is so i feel like it's just got a feel of zoella about it i'd say more of like a tatler teen kind of vibe oh no literally literally, i mean no no offense to harry styles but all they're important is dane harry gigi Kendall and Kylie. I mean, I could get down with that magazine. Like, I'm not going to lie. I know, but there's more to, like, teenage, young adult life in Britain than these American (laughs) dominates in their face. I just think, like, yeah, we could do so much more, especially, like, in comparison to Teen Vogue's coverage of the election and, you know, all the bills that the, the... like their politicians were trying to do and plant their work on Planned Parenthood, their guide to anal sex. Like, real People shit. were so angry. 
Kids are like gonna conserv- do it anyway. What, conservative Republicans, yeah, like soccer moms <laughs> in the SUVs. Kids are gonna do it anyway, guys. At least have a guide. Yeah, obviously, to everyone, do it safely. Abstinence before it's legal, obviously. Oops. But if you're gonna do it, read up about it. Do it safely. Read Teen Vogue. Yeah. Well, online you can read it online now. You can read it online. I'll be reading it online, yeah, even though I'm not a teen. We're so old. Like, Don't. I can't believe how many magazines I've seen shut down, like Company. Do you remember Company? No. Oh my gosh, Company was so lit. It closed down a couple of years ago and now it's moved online. I think I used to buy Miz. Wait, Nylon? Nylon? I didn't... Oh no, they still, they're still going. No, not their print one. I'm sure you can order one. I think it might be by order only. That is lame. I don't think Nylon are... I don't know. Anymore. I spent a tenner on a magazine this month, did I tell you? What magazine was it? It was like a hipstery one. Like of course gen- it was. Like the Gentlewoman or something. No, it's called Disorder Mag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They're pretty really dope. cool. They are dope. Really cool. Cost me a tenner. They've got no ads in it, I don't think. I think there's one ad on the back. That's why it's £10. Yeah, but it had interviews with Noah Sh- Schnapps and Finn Wolfhard in it. So obviously I was going to buy it. These are Stranger Things people. I don't watch Stranger yes. Things, by the way. I'm going to watch it this weekend so I can catch up with the rest of the world. Yeah. Okay. So And then we'll do a review then next we'll time. Then we'll do a big review. So I can get Taylor's view on it. Because I need to talk about it with someone. Yo, I didn't even think I watched uh, Riverdale last week. <gasps> I know. And have you tomo- watched it? I think I watched it last ah! week. You have to watch it. <laughs> you literally have to watch it. Archie's just... doing rumbles in the street. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't watched it. <laughs> but I'll, I'll be watching. I'm going to watch it. I might just say it for tomorrow and just binge watch two episodes. Are you jealous? Because I get to binge watch. A little bit. But I can just watch. I can just watch tomorrow's one. And then I'll still be ahead of you. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, proper Riverdale stan. But um, yeah, I'll get onto Stranger Things. I will. But in the meantime, go to our Twitter where we tweet all the things that we're obsessed with anyway. At Messy Planet. So, Taylor, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? 21. What's 9 plus 10? <laughs> 21. I'm going to play that. <laughs> I'm going to edit that in. Jello Beats, holla at me. Um, and I am 20. I am the youngest um, out of two. But so I thought I'd ask your age because we're going to be talking about age gap love. Ooh. You know, oh, I feel, feel like on a dating show. <laughs> oh, hello. We're going to be talking about age gap love, people. So if you keep up the Kardashians... Like that pun. Um, <laughs> you'll know that Scott Disick, honorary Kardashian, is a hot mess right now. I wouldn't call him a hot mess. He's living his life. He's a young, gu- youngish guy. And he's got a new girlfriend. She's 19, Sophia Ritchie. Lionel daughter. Ritchie's daughter. Hello. That Lionel Ritchie. And Nicole Ritchie's a little sis. Yeah. And he, so Scott Disick is 34. Is he actually? Yeah. She's 19. Mm-hmm. So that is a he gap is of... 15 years. That's a whole human. What do you mean that's a whole human? That's like a whole grown human. Any time span is a human. I know, but like one year, two, that's a baby. This is a grown teenager. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, he would have been like a sophomore in high school. Yeah, sophomore, junior. Man, sort out your years in America. Whatever. Um, Yeah, so 
Wait, they're together. On, Wait, what? I just Googled Scott Disick's age, and then also under it says people search for Sophia Richie's age, Bella Thorne's age, Courtney Kardashian's uh, age. Well, Courtney Kardashian is f- 38, so she's actually older than she's Scott. She's a big woman. She's a big woman. She's nearly 40. She looks good. She looks paying, actually. Yeah. She's banging. She looks amazing. Um, you know, Bella Thorne is. 20 my age 20 and she was also with scott disick for a short period if you've been watching the kardashians lately they actually name drop bella yeah when I they don't say her surname they just say but bella like, girl we all knew we we all know the bella you're talking about okay you know what i mean they're like oh cancel her flight cancel her hotel <laughs> like kendall you're the nice one stop but yeah so there's 15 years between sophia and scott and people think it's weird I personally don't think it's that weird. I think it's a bit weird. Why do you think it's weird? I think in terms of like... Ugh, maybe this sounds a bit catty then. It, in terms of like the celebrity world, you know, your the introduction line to who you are is Lionel Richie's daughter and Nicole Richie's little sister and you're hanging out with all these other young kids and you can't drink yet and why are you in a nightclub and da-da-da-da-da. And then with Scott, like he's a grown dude just like three kids three kids i read somewhere actually so his oldest two children mason and penelope so they're seven and five they're closer to sophia's age than he is goodness gracious well there you go i just i don't know like it's not even just if they're famous if my girl if my friend who was like 19 years old told me she was dating a 34 year old I still be a bit like, hmm. See, I think it's different in the UK. But you're treated as an adult from 18 here. In the UK, you're allowed to drink. You're allowed to do basically everything. No, but even aside all of that, whether I was in America or the UK or wherever, if my friend told me, like, yeah, my boy, meet my boyfriend. He does this, he does that. Oh, and he's like 34 years old. I'll be a bit like, okay, wow. what That's... That's quite a gap. Where did you meet them? Outside of school? Yeah. <laughs> where Where did you... That is them? true. Where are you hanging out to socialise with a 34-year-old man? In Hollywood, man? it's completely different because you're probably at an after party or a The Hollywood party. bubble is a weird place. Like, you just meet... Uh, that's easier to believe. But like yeah. in reality, in London, it's just like, what? Yeah, but, you know, if you work, like where we work... <clears throat> yeah, but even still, it's a bit... I just think it's a bit it's a bit strange. Like ideally, I always say like, oh yeah, I'd love to be with an older guy. But I don't think see I'm twenty one. I 21. don't <laughs> I don't even think I could be with a thirty four year old. Especially yeah. because like even though I consider myself as quite mature, I feel like we'd be in two different zones. I feel like a thirty four or a mid thirties person will be thinking about settling down and boring shit like not that. if you're scott disick not if you're scott disick but like a normal regular yeah. mid-30s guy i feel like that would be on his mind and i'm like um no holidays yeah, but and being reckless. Be, you'd be surprised people want to settle down at like 23 yeah, i'm one of those folks like i have a friend who's like determined to be like to have a child at 24 i bear in mind like we're all basically 21 next year yeah so like she's got this plan in her head and she doesn't actually, she's not actually with anyone. If you want a kid soon, hit me up. I'll give you a number in it. <laughs> but <laughs> she wants one. Like she's adamant that she wants a child then. Mm. And she's got this plan. And I think a lot of people have that. Everyone had that plan in secondary school. Like, oh yeah, gonna 
leave university by 21, 22, have a kid by like 25, have a house. It's like, (laughs) life came at you (laughs) and dashed those dreams away. Good joke. Because you'll just be be 25 watching Netflix every weekend, just thinking, what the fuck, trying to pay off your student loan. To be honest, that sounds like an appealing weekend. It does, but I digress. I am not one of those people who want to have a kid at 24. Yeah. That is three years away. I am not ready to be a mother. Remember, you got to be pregnant for nine months of those, so it's not actually that far. Also that, and just like... I've got my career to think about and stuff like that. I, I ain't looking. I'll, I'm going to do a Kim K and a Beyonce. Have my kids 30 or after 30. See, like another problem with age gaps is, especially when it's like what I've found out that when you're the younger female and the older male, I have another friend who, um, I have loads of friends, <laughs> apparently. Um, so I have another friend who was chatting to a guy who was like 20... Nine? How old is she? At the time, at the time she was nineteen. Okay, right. So, I still think apparently, he was making jokes about you know, haha, I was gonna ask to see your ID, thinking that she was like underage. Right. So it was a bit patronising from the get go. Bit inappropriate. They as well. did whatever they did. Not gonna go into details because you know, that's rated eighteen and we're PG ish here. <laughs> um. <laughs> not really I think you said fuck a minute ago <laughs> so, I did uh, we're proud about swearing um, yeah and, and then afterwards he was just you know proper patronising you're so young oh how can you have those opinions you're young you don't know anything See, yet you've not like- lived enough but I don't know if that was a him problem or an age problem it's either a him problem it sounds like but that's just like just, just hella immature as well yeah. I feel like if you're in a relationship with that person I don't know unless they came up with some unless that 19 year old came up with some really outlandish like statements but I feel like I don't know if you gel and you're both mature then whatever but I, I don't think I could as much as I want to say oh yeah I would love to be with an older guy I don't think I could do more than five years could you be a stepmom? Yes, I could be. So you <laughs> Anthony know Joshua, I can be a yeah, stepmom. Yeah, but that's for Anthony Joshua particularly. 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 Um, could I be a stepmom to a regular schmegular guy? Uh, yeah. Aside, like, uh, I say that. So what if you were on a date, yeah? I say that in theory. And he was like, third date, going really well. You know what the third date means? And he was like, oh, you know, I really like you, but I've got something to tell you, but I'm scared it might put you off. And you're like in love as people are on the mm. third date, like lovey puppy eyes. And you're like, tell me again. Um, and he's like, oh, I've got, I've got a baby. Oh. And then he proceeds to whip out the iPhone and goes through all the pictures. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> See, look, in theory, I want to say, oh yeah, I'd be totally cool with it. But to be honest, I... The don't I can't I can't I can't. Let's be real. I feel like thinking about that now. That's probably an unrealistic situation. You'd be because um, if you, you no, you'd be surprised. I mean, finding out on the third date because if you're on Facebook, if you're on Instagram, you're gonna there must be pictures unless you're a deadbeat dead. Um, <laughs> that's a topic for another time. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag daddy issues. <laughs> We've all got them. We all float down here. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, you're going to see this child, so then do you ask? Do 
you're like, so I see a kid on your Instagram. Is it yours? <laughs> so I see the kid. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're just in Nando's having a chill next. So this kid, is it you? Oh my God. Bring um, up like loads of photos. It's like evidence. Uh, see, in theory, I want to, I want to say, yeah, I'd totally be cool with it, but I just know myself and I wouldn't only because, um, not in a like disrespectful way in saying that kids are baggage but it's like you have a child especially if you're in that child's life hopefully you are yeah you've got a whole different set of responsibilities your life has been altered because of that and me okay i probably sound really selfish but i don't want to do i don't want to deal with that yeah and especially if there's like baby mama drama i it's it's, it's not my portion i feel like they're more than likely might be there tends to be yeah so that that's not my portion I'm not here for it. Yeah. And, um, but if it was like, if I really, really cared for him and we clicked and we were just like on the same wavelength in terms of like ambition and life goals and then, yeah, like, of course I'd have to like, um, accept it. I can't not accept a human. Yeah. But ideally it's, it's not my, um, not ready to be Mother Taylor. Nah, it's not my ideal situation. <laughs> and I joke about it and say, oh yeah, Anthony Joshua hit me up. But no, don't. <laughs> if you're I listening, Anthony Joshua, she doesn't actually want you. I mean, <laughs> we, can talk, we can talk, we can talk, we can talk. But in theory, like, no, it, it really just depends on like how well connected I am to that person. Yeah. And if I, I can see like a proper future with them. But I don't think I could do it because what if they're like... So what if you had an age gap and then they had a child? So then you they'd like be talking. So then they could actually hate you. You know, babies <laughs> don't like actively hate people. Yeah. Because they don't really know. And but if, if you've got like a five-year-old, they could be evil. <laughs> like, no. you're not my mum. <laughs> and then like kick no, you. My dad. Do you know um, what I mean? It's things like that. Like, I'm scared of things like that. No, but you... Only a bad, only a bad person is scared of that kind of. Stuff. Kids know. I'm not. A b- that's maybe I'm I was about to say I'm not a bad person, no, but, but that's not, not actually the truth. No, but you're not. So I don't think a kid would actually do that unless that kid was a little shit. But <laughs> kids, which kids, would be my luck, I would get the spawn of, <laughs> of Satan. Satan. No, but kids, kids know. They got the vibes. Yeah, kids, kids know. So if you're a bad person, they're not gonna like you. I've got a family friend who has a baby. She literally looks at me and cries. Yeah, I don't think I could deal with. I, I, it just depends on the person, the relationship, where I see it actually going, like, realistically. What about you? I love you. You know I love using the word, like, daddy and stuff. <laughs> like, come on, daddy kink is a thing. It's normalise it, everyone. Don't No kink shaming here. Um, Love using the word daddy. A lot of the actors that I fancy are, like, 50. <laughs> Even today, what was we were eating lunch, I was like, oh, Gary Lineker looked very handsome on the side of a bus. That T.M. Lewin advert. Well yeah. done, Gary. T.M. Lewin. Who shops in there? Um. <laughs> Gary, evidently. <laughs> well, he does he's now. Um, yeah, so he's very handsome. Other actors, I know, James Franco is like 40. He's like ultimate goals. Yeah, but those are cool, famous, established guys. But what still. About, which, could you date a 40-year-old right now? <laughs> if I met the right one, I think I could. Really? But I feel like my mum would have an issue with it. <laughs> she would really be like, what are you doing? Especially but if he's closer to her age than you. Well, he would be, wouldn't yeah. he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to disclose April's age. <laughs> April um, is Maisie's mum, by the way. Yeah, April. Shout out to April. 
I don't think she listens to this. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think I could be with a four-year-old probably. But he'd have to be cool. You know, when you make, ex- like, you know, you have a type. You, not everyone has a type, but you mostly fancy people of the same sort of similar looks, similar position, whatever. And then there's exceptions that you'd make. So a 40-year-old would be an exception, but he'd have to be really cool, mm. like really, really cool. Yeah. But then I'm also like, if you've got to 40 and you've not found someone and you've not had kids, then you must be a bit weird and you mm. want to go out as a 20-year-old, then you're a bit weird. Well, that's my opinion anyway. It might be completely normal, who knows. Um, But then if you did have kids, like a 40-year-old is more than likely to have a child my age. Yeah. So could you be like a stepmom to someone older than you? Yes. <laughs> if the price is right, honey. <laughs> yeah, but can no you imagine? Prenup. <laughs> like, say you're like, so you're 21. You got with a 43 year old guy who's got like a 25 year old son. Like, yo, let's, let's chill. Let's hang out. Let's talk about stuff. Why would you hang out with your <laughs> son-in-law? It's like if that's the situation. Or your stepson, rather. If that's the situation, then yo, call me mom, isn't it? <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> if that's the situation, then you know what it is. What it is like, it's life in it. Because I think that's a common celebrity thing as well, or a common like rich people kind of like yeah stereotypical trope. Like men go through their midlife crisis, you know divorce their wives for their assistants marry a younger person <laughs> uh, we it sounds like we've been very sexist we're just saying men because it's just it feels like it's normally men <laughs> but women do it as well what leave their husbands for the pool boy <laughs> if you watch a lot of 70s porn then yeah <laughs> or like desperate housewives maybe <laughs> not vintage porn vintage porn classic pool boy pizza boy Gardner, it's all there. Yeah, it's all great. It's all there. Um, I don't know about age gaps. I still, like, because I think we are mature, like, I'm still, like, obviously going to go for someone who's, like, 23, 24. Yeah. I'm like, 20-year-olds are so immature. But also, yeah, not being funny, right? Maybe this is just, like, not my immediate friendship circle, but people I've grown up with, people that you see on Facebook, acquaintances, everyone has a kid now. So I feel like by the time I've reached that age where I want to settle down and have kids, like, the guy, whoever I'm dating, probably going to have a kid. I don't think I'm ready to be mum. Yeah, I'm not. Like, there's a long list of things that I am. (laughs) A mother is not one of them Exactly. I don't want to add to that. There's a lot of thi- like there's a long list of things I ain't and mother's on there and I'd rather keep it on there to be yeah. honest. I don't think I'm ready. Wait, but what about you guys? How what what is the oldest age you could possibly date? Or what is the youngest age? I could never for what I I wouldn't go out with someone younger than me. I wouldn't. I don't care. I could, but then again, the exception. It heavily depends on that person's personality, but 9 times out of 10, guys my age are immature anyway so my my aim is not looking for anyone younger than me you feel like a bit of a cougar like oh look at my boyfriend he's 18 (laughs) he's just finished college (laughs) just got his b-tech diploma that just sounds wrong like oh babe let's let's meet at this bar oh i forgot my provisional can't buy a drink hello i have provisional i can't drive (laughs) I have a green license and everyone reminds me every time I go out. <laughs> yeah, but that's just old people around you, like ancient people. They're like, oh, forgot you got a green license. I'm like, all right. 
I can't drive. Get over it. <laughs> Elitism. In it, there's Uber. <laughs> but, um, Not anymore in London, all right. You know what, city? <laughs> I ain't going to start with you today because we did it in the last episode, but because you're in vogue, yeah, I'm going to let you off today. I think we're very tired, delusional. We are. Um, we were up a crack of dawn, but it was totally worth it. Why was it worth it, Maisie? Because we went to the Chiltern Firehouse for breakfast. Darling, the only thing that was missing was the paparazzi from the Daily Mail, but we... And they needed that picture of me stepping off that curb. We literally were living our best lives this morning. Shout out to Anissa. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Anissa. Oh my God. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday yes. to you. Who took us to the Chiltern? So, yeah, that ends the episode on a really good note. Yeah. Shout out to Anissa. Singing some Stevie Wonder. Yes. But uh, we'll record sooner. Yeah, no, we will. We actually will. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. We're down now. We're down to do it. We're going to. So, we'll see you then, I guess. Yeah, thank you for listening. And please don't forget to tweet us at Messy Planet. Bye.